we're walking through a series on our purpose statement and the four measures that we're measuring discipleship by here at McGregor. But what kind of strategy and methods can we employ to make sure that these measures and this purpose gets ingrained in our homes? My name is Chad Moore. I'm the Minister of Students and Families here at McGregor, and this is Beyond the Notes. So we've gone through a couple weeks now of our five-week series on our purpose statement that is new to our church. And uh, week one, Pastor Russell walked through the background and some of the um, the means and the method and the mission and uh, the message and those aspects and what he calls the, the preamble of our purpose statement. And now we're spending the remainder of our time walking through each of these measures that we have, that as we're trying to develop disciples in this church, through magnifying His Word by His grace, that we are bringing Him glory by developing in these four ways, Uh, thinking biblically, living missionally, giving generously, and loving sacrificially. Um, We spent a good deal of time Sunday morning on thinking biblically, what it means, the importance of it, how to grow in thinking biblically, um, and the fact that we don't ever actually get there. Um, I can't remember if I said it in, in every service because I do uh, adapt things a little bit here or there as the morning uh, goes on through our, our three services, but one of the things I love about our purpose statement is that these four measures don't directly correspond to specific environments at our church. Like one of them is not the worship service and another one life groups, another one serving or a mission trip or um, giving financially alone. Um, That when we measure discipleship like that, it can end up just being essentially you've done this by attending. And attendance is not what it's supposed to be about. Attendance is not progress and discipleship. Um, attendance is not really the way we should even look at church to begin with. As we were talking about thinking biblically about the church, attending church is more in that category of being a consumer or a customer. And so being a member of a body and growing in discipleship means something different. So as we were developing our purpose statement and these measures, we we're trying to answer the question, what do we want the life of a believer at McGregor to look like? as a result of years engaged in discipleship here? What do we want to be the aspects that if we can find great ways to measure them, <laughs> which these kinds of things are, are notoriously difficult to measure, but if we can measure them well, if we were able to do that, what would we want that to be? And what are some words that we can put behind that to bring the clarity to what that means? And that's sort of how we got to these, these four measures, the thinking biblically, living missionally, giving generously, and loving sacrificially. I mentioned in uh, a couple of our morning services that you know our family ministry Attempts to bring great, attempts to bring greater clarity to the vision that's laid out in Deuteronomy six of what it looks like to raise up our children in the home, to be talking about it as we as we lay down and as we rise, and to be to be putting in our doorposts and to be just making that so ingrained in our discipleship in our homes that we're raising them up in the way they should go, and that way that they should go is following the Lord, and. 
um, on our website, McGregorFamilies.com, you can find um, how that's, that's laid out. We've got some pages there that um, show the, some of the strategy, both in the home and in the church, and some of our faith truths that correspond to that as well. I want to spend a little bit of time in this podcast talking about that in-home discipleship strategy, that um, when we take that strategy and put it in action, what does it look like? And yes, this is developed with a family in mind where it's a, a father and mother and children or a father and children, mother and children, whatever that family looks like. It's built with that family in mind, but it doesn't just correspond to a home that involves an adult and children, that even just a married couple or a single person who is doing life with another person and discipling them in some way, that this discipleship strategy in action can also apply in those um, family, um, in those families, or in those homes as well. And so we use those four measures that as a structure um, upon which we build this strategy, and it involves modeling, it involves scheduling, and it involves, um, with with kids especially, it involves opportunistic discipleship. Um, but what we did is we, we put a modeling and a scheduling component to each of these four measures to try and paint a picture of what it looks like or can look like in the home where parents are discipling their children or a husband and wife are discipling one another. Hopefully that's happening within all of our homes. And so the way that looks like is, is it looks like this, and you can follow along if you want to pull up the website, McGregorFamilies.com and, and look at this as I'm talking about it. Uh, it might help you to, um, to follow along better. <clears throat> but first, think biblically modeling a personal faith daily, and scheduling weekly faith talks. And so each of these four things has a modeling aspect involved with it, where we are modeling what this looks like. We should be modeling for our spouses. We should be modeling and living it out, not just because we're growing in that ourselves, but because we want to live by example for all of those around us. It's a huge part of discipleship, modeling what it looks like. And so modeling a personal faith daily. And what that looks like in the home is not keeping your walk with Christ to yourself. Talking about your time with God, with your spouse or with your children. Leaving the Bible out when your kids wake up in the morning so they know you've been in the word, not so that they can give you a round of applause and you can, they can celebrate and praise you for it, but so that they know that you are grounding your life in scripture. And you can model that for them. All too often in our homes, we do have parents who are growing in their faith, but we keep that too much to ourselves. And so part of this vision is modeling that personal faith in front of those that we live with and those that we're discipling. Also scheduling weekly faith talks. <clears throat> that can look different depending on the family. It can look like around around a meal. It can look like in a um, conversation on on the way to school. It can be a, a Sunday afternoon after church. It can be a lot of different things, but scheduling into the busyness of our lives, margin so that we can disciple. Scheduling times, because I know many of you are like me, and if you don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. <clears throat> I, do, I rely on my calendar so much that if I don't put it on the calendar, if I don't schedule it, then it's not that I don't value it, but I, but I don't actually do it. I don't follow through. And so for us to follow through, we need to schedule these things. And we, scheduling a time each week to talk about our faith with those that we are discipling is crucial. The second measure, live missionally. <clears throat> live missionally, modeling a public faith daily. 
modeling in front of the world, out in the world, in front of those we're discipling, modeling what it looks like to live missionally for Christ. And the scheduling aspect of that is scheduling missional opportunities. That can look like, hey, on, on Thursday, we're going to walk through a neighborhood and we're going to see who we can talk to. Hey, you know, on, on Saturday, instead of spending all day inside, if the weather's good, we'll go hang out outside and maybe God will give us the opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus. Or maybe we're going to go to a store with the purpose of maybe, yes, picking up a few things, but also striking up a conversation with someone. Scheduling missional opportunities can be something that natural or it can be an actual serving project with a ministry or, or something that is structured like that. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be either one. But modeling that public faith daily and scheduling missional opportunities. <clears throat> third mission or third, the third measure is give generously. The modeling aspect is modeling a generous spirit daily. Wow, this one's tough. We are so selfish, myself included. And giving generously, more regularly, and to a greater degree is challenging. It's something that can only be accomplished by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we pursue Christ. But we need to think about the fact that if we want this to be a reality in the lives of those that we are discipling, it needs to be something that we model in front of them ourselves. We're not going to lead them further than we go ourselves. <clears throat> so we need to go that next step. And what does that look like for a husband or a wife? Be, there, be it just with one another or in front of our children as well to, to model a generous spirit daily, to put ourselves aside, elevate the needs and even the wants of those around us above our own. It's crucial in order for us to pursue this as families, as homes within this church at McGregor to instill this as a, a value and, and, and grow in it as a church. The scheduling aspect is scheduling ways to give of your time, talents, and treasures. <clears throat> Similar to scheduling missional opportunities or scheduling the weekly faith talks. In order to make sure we follow through on these things, we need to schedule some of them. We need to schedule ways to give of what we have whether it's our time, our talents, or our treasures. The last measure, love sacrificially. Loving sacrificially. We need to model a sacrificial love daily. <clears throat> model a sacrificial love daily. It's just as difficult as the others. But are we loving our family well? Are we loving our spouse well? Our children and our homes are learning what it, looks like to be a husband or a wife based on how we are treating one another. And I know we've all made mistakes there. I know families look different based on decisions that have been made. But what I do know as well is that tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new opportunity to model a sacrificial love daily in our homes. And it may include humbling ourselves. It may include forgiveness towards those in our homes for us to be able to love them sacrificially. But modeling a sacrificial love daily in our homes, if it doesn't start there, where will it start? And where will it go? 
modeling a sacrificial love daily as spouses, as parents, as grandparents, modeling in front of people we're attempting to, to disciple. <clears throat> the scheduling aspect of that that we have, again, like I said, this is with a family in mind that we developed this, but there's principles that can be pulled out of this for those who don't have that same um, dynamic within their homes. Scheduling meals together weekly. You got to schedule time together. You got to do life together and slow down long enough to build relationships so that you love sacrificially. We put in parentheses <clears throat> on, our, on our strategy without devices because we need to learn to spend and be present in the lives of those around us, especially the ones that we're discipling. And so putting distractions aside, sitting around a table, having a meal together, there's something about that that is different than other environments that we find ourselves in. So scheduling meals together with those we are discipling is crucial. Because if we're not building relationships and interacting in that way, it will be even more difficult to love sacrificially and to disciple those individuals to love sacrificially. These things aren't easy. They're ones that challenge me even while I'm saying this right now and thinking about how I haven't lived this out as well as I can in my own home. And yet at the same time, I believe they're all at a level that they are attainable within each of our homes. That we can all make progress. And progress looks like a step forward from wherever you're currently at. It doesn't mean jumping to where somebody else is or comparing yourself to someone else. It means taking an honest inventory of your life and looking at where do I stand right now in terms of these measures of discipleship and how can I take a step forward? I don't know what that looks like in your life. But I encourage you to pray to your Lord and Savior. Pray to your Heavenly Father. And schedule and model, find the margin to be intentional about discipleship and find what that next step is. If you are faithful, he will be there and he will be at work within you. For those of us who are followers of him, he promises to continue his work that he has started. <clears throat> and so model these things out. Schedule ways to accomplish this with those you are discipling. And I think if we live this out in our homes and in our discipleship environments, that we will enable this purpose statement, and which is given to us by Scripture, to permeate every aspect of our discipleship here at McGregor. If you have any questions about this, I'm available. You can email me. <clears throat> you can call a church and get in touch with us. I'd love to have a conversation with you if you have questions about how to put this into practice um, in, your, in your family, in your home, in your, in your ministry, whatever that looks like. If you found this podcast encouraging, I would encourage you to encourage someone else with it and, and, and pass it along and share it with them. <clears throat> but we, w we will be with you again next week as we continue our Purpose Statement series and we dig into the next measure, live missionally. <laughs>